It is time for the regional championship and semi-state preview edition of State Champs Indiana Hang Time, presented by Lawrence Neological University. If you've got the dream of playing college sports, LTU offers two dozen varsity sports, including men's and women's basketball. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. More on that later in the program. My name is Greg Rakestraw, joined as always by Bob Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. How you doing? I just awesome, uh, boy. Both of us had some great weekend of basketball. I guess <laughs> we did. We did, and 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 you know, you know, people had talked about that where I got to go, which was Logansport, right, was going to be the best regional site, and and from a hype standpoint, from a ranking standpoint, it was. You had four A one versus two. You had four A number eight, the second leading scorer in the state. Um, and so it was a great site and the, and, and the site lived up to it. But again, folks, we're down to 16 regional sites. And now we're obviously on the four semi-state sites, you know, coming up this, this Saturday, I'm like, Hey, wherever you go, you are going to see great basketball. And your site was proof of that. Because again, if, if there was a site that was, you know, it was the most open site, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. there were not four teams that were thought to be great teams. There was yeah. one perennial power there in terms of Central Catholic, but from a record standpoint, probably from a talent standpoint, this was not their typical year. And so there was a scenario where any one of those four teams could have had a chance to have won on Saturday night, and one of them did, and it's the team that you followed in terms of Southwood. And so, again, to set the stage – you know, from, from the girls' side, there was a dominant team that Bob got to follow in terms of Northfield, that making a semi-state for them was expected. That was not the case for Southwood. <laughs> but, but, but yet, again, kind of a, a, an, an open sectional, kind of an open regional. And here Coach Burris's team is making the semi-state. What's these last couple of weeks been like for you and for the folks uh, in Wabash County? You know, Greg, uh, I think back to the sectional. That was a sectional that Southwood went into uh, to win, uh, because uh, to lose. If, if they're going to lose it, they, it was going to be their fault because they should have won that sectional. But they got a push from uh, Lakeland Christian Academy, a much better basketball team than what most people would give them credit for. Uh, but Southwood was hitting on all cylinders. Uh, their defense, everybody's talking about their defense around the state right now because it is a like flypaper. Once they're on you, forget about it. And, and uh, I, you know, I look at Lafayette Central Catholic uh, as a team that has played athletes against athletes like this all year long. Southwood was still able to upset the cart for Lafayette Central Catholic, even though it was a game of, of K.O. Pecte. I mean, there were runs everywhere. And, uh, and, but Southwood was able to sustain it. But, but I look back to the very first game where – in the first quarter, Southwood fell behind to Seton uh, Catholic, 10 to 9, and you're scratching your head. Southwood could not throw the ball in the ocean if they were on an aircraft carrier. I mean, it was <laughs> But they come out in the second quarter and put 40 on the board. And uh, from there, that point on, uh, it was just a, a hang on to the game. Let's get to the championship game, which they did. They come out in a championship game and again laid an egg in the first quarter fell behind 20 to nine. And then here come the press. Here comes some shots of falling. Here comes the intensity that Southwood has been known for in the past, probably seven, eight, nine games. And they brought it to, uh, uh, to uh, Lafayette Central Catholic 
forcing Barrett away. Great. He did not score in the second quarter, and he had 13 in the first. A kid that played well for them was the Obermiller uh, young man, stepped up big along with Oliver, their guard. But nobody had an answer for uh, Carson Ridge, this young man, uh, in, in the past uh, four games, uh, five games, excuse me, they played three in the sectional, has been lights out offensively, and he's the guy that went to the huddle with .4 seconds to go, trailing by one. Coach Burris, has, excuse me, has 3.6 seconds to go. Coach Burris calls time, literally. He goes into the huddle. Coach Burris started to talk, was interrupted by Carson Rich. He said, Coach, just give me the ball. They set a double screen, went to the baseline, elevated, .4 seconds. He drops the bad boy, and here we go. One more question about, about Southwood, and then I'll kind of get to where, where I was, which was not too far from you, you being a case reader in Frankfurt. I was just up the road in, in, in Logansport for a 4A regional. We'll get to that in a matter of moments. But the team in 2018 is vastly different from the team in 2021 at Southwood. Yeah, and I bring yeah. that up just because Southwood, you know, was the state runner-up and had a very talented team. A couple of young men that were multi-sport kids uh, that maybe were better in football than basketball, but still made deep runs in both sports at Southwood. But there is a there is a common denominator there, and that is the fact that even though Southwood and Lafayette Central Catholic are not close to each other, they're close to each other in terms of enough being in a regional. They were in the same sectional for a couple of years, yeah. and Southwood beat Central Catholic. CC across multiple sports has had these great postseason runs. It is rare that the same team beats them twice in the span of four years. Southwood has done that. Yes. Why is that the case? And the, you know, the common link would obviously be the head coach and John Burris. But what is it about this Southwood kind of program that uh, able to overcome the stigma that so many other schools can't? be able to knock off Central Catholic? What a great question, Greg. Number one, I got to refer back, and I apologize for bringing this up a second ago. Coach Burris won its 200th game at Southwood uh, in that championship game, which is a tremendous milestone. Uh, I I give the credit to Coach Burris. His his coaching staff with him uh, have game plan after game plan after game plan. And the teams you see come out of Southwood, and, and I, I, I'm going to go back on a point you made again uh, a second ago was this is a football school. It really is. This is an outstanding 1A football school that fears nobody, that will play anybody. And Coach Versus says, we have that football mentality here. We are going to play a physical basketball game. Can you play basketball with us at that level? That's up to the opposition. But they get after it. They are not intimidated by anybody. If you – there was a – I got a picture – these kids, after the championship game, get their fire truck ride back into, into I call it Treaty, Indiana, which is just outside of Wabash, where Southwood is located. You know what they did? They all spent the night, uh, uh, the next night together, and uh, that night together, and uh, pictures of them having breakfast and, and having some uh, uh, church services there with the kids. And so this is a type of unit that is going to be very special in the history of Southwood because they're not big. Like they had a couple of big guys uh, in 18. They do not shoot the ball from the perimeter as well as the 18 uh, team does. But this team plays better defense. And so this is a this kid, these kids have made their own niche and they, they're just a real blessing to watch each and every time they step on the court. We'll talk about the team they're playing in counts coming up in a little bit. And again, they do run into by far the best team they have mm-hmm. seen 
uh, so far in their state tournament run, and which is you should uh, by the time you get to the semi-state round. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is going to sound like the misery, gloom and doom of Lafayette part of the show uh, because <laughs> uh, because Bob saw one Lafayette school lose a heartbreaker. I saw the other one less than a mile away lose a heartbreaker. So I had Carmel and Lafayette, Jeff, obviously I had the two morning games and it, it deserves more than just a cursory mention that Carmel beat Homestead in the morning game, a game where Carmel never blew Homestead out, but Carmel also did not trail uh, for a good chunk of that game. Got out to a 12-4 lead. Homestead got back within a point, but Carmel literally led the rest of the way. Fletcher Lawyer was fantastic, but there was simply more of Carmel than there was of Homestead, and Carmel won that game 62-49, Again, it wasn't a 13 or let you know something 60 49. It wasn't an 11 point game, but it was Carmel led. It, it was a, a, a four to eight point lead, seemingly for the entire contest. Uh, Lafayette Jeff got their first regional victory in 19 years, which is amazing to say, uh, given the pedigree of that program, uh, when they beat Carroll 52 46. So it set up Carmel and Lafayette Jeff. And again, even though both teams are ranked in the top 10, the expectation was, is that Carmel's going to win that game by 20. Even though Lafayette Jeff has the best player on the floor in Brooks Barnheiser, it's going to play in Northwestern. Good news is, is that Lafayette Jeff did not get the memo. They just kept battling. They kept taking the lead. In fact, they had the lead for a good chunk of the fourth quarter. Did Carmel play their A game? Probably not, but that was because of what Lafayette Jeff was able to do. Barnheiser had 27 of the Lafayette Jeff 49. Uh, The game got down to the final minute where Jeff was leading. Carmel fouls. Lafayette Jeff misses the front of the one and one. Carmel gets the ball. Carmel is fouled with 17 seconds left to go, and it's their Top scorer on the season and clearly their best player on Saturday night in Brian Waddell. He's an 88% free throw shooter. He makes them both. Carmel jumps out 50-49. Lafayette Jeff, again, didn't want to give Carmel a chance to strategize defensively. They put the ball in their best player's hands. Barnheiser is guarded by a young man that I think might be the best defensive player in the state in Pete Suter. Because he's got the size to match with Barnheiser. He's 6'5. He was a starter as a freshman on their state championship team two years ago. Does a great job of standing in front of Brooks. Brooks, with about five seconds left to go, sees he's got an open man uh, down around the left block, tries to make the pass. Carmel is a team that is blessed with great size and athleticism. You would not say that about their 5'8 point guard in Connor Joya. Connor reads the pass like a like a free safety, got a hand in the passing lane, tipped it away, scramble for the ball. Carmel comes out of there with it. Lafayette Jeff does not have time to foul. Ball game. Carmel gets wins it 50-49. Ryan Osborne, Carmel's head coach, who is a Logansport native and grew up playing in that gymnasium, is now 6-0 as a head coach. He has been the head in, in that building in the regional. Uh, he has been the head coach for four years. They obviously did not contest a regional last year. Uh, he's won a sectional four years running. He's won the regional out three of the last four years. 
And if Carmel can get one more victory for Gary Westside, which again will not be easy, then Ryan will have made the state finals in every year that he's had the opportunity to as the head coach at Carmel. Again, it's the expected result that whoever would win the Carmel Homestead game would then win, you know, the championship game that night. But the way the game played out was far from the expected result as Carmel had to hang on to win by one. Lafayette Jeff gave a wonderful effort on Saturday night. Just kind of your thoughts, Bob, as the way things played out in Logansport throughout the course of the day. Surprising to me. I got to be frank with you. I, I really thought Homestead would be there, but you kept speaking about this defense and the pace of play that Carmel is uh, subject to. And uh, as listen to what you said, as we follow the scores along, did it surprise me that Carmel come out of there? Yeah, I really thought if, if Homestead didn't get it, it was going to be Lafayette. But Carmel is just right now, I mean, I'm saying right now, but uh, the past few years, is a juggernaut of basketball in Indiana because people talk Indiana Hoosier hysteria uh, with the Andersons, the Muncie Centrals, the Marions, and now here comes Carmel. You know, as you say, Greg, having the opportunity to go back uh, to state championships as they often have. Uh, this is, I will say, a dynasty developed, but this yep. is a pretty special basketball being developed in Carmel. I refer to this as an era, uh, and yeah. it is the combination of Scott Hetty and Ryan Osborne. Uh, obviously, Scott's dad, Bob, was the former head coach at Carmel. Uh, they were together at Shenandoah when they made the single-class Final Four back in 82, where Scott was the star player. Um, but but Scott, you know, did, even though he didn't play at Carmel, he kind of grew up around the program because of his dad. When he took over, after the mess that Carmel had about a decade ago, there was one year where they struggled. By the next year, they were winning a state championship. And even though they were the largest school in the state, without – much in the way of athleticism on those first couple of state championship teams. Now they've got it. Now, again, is is Waddell is a borderline all-star. He's a division one player. But if, if you were to say he's not in the top 10 players in the state this year, it's probably an accurate statement. So there, there's, there's not a singular talent that was carrying them like a Brooks Barnheiser. Um, it, it is still about what they do as a team more as an individual, but they also start six, five, six, seven, six, ten, and bring six, seven off the bench. So it's not like they're not blessed with athleticism, you know, there either. Um, but, but the level of buy-in they get there to play more of a slower style where they're not flashy, they just go win. That's the thing that catches my attention is that, they don't have guys trying to be too individualistic. They play as a team. A lot of attributes that you talk about, Carmel, you talk about like a 1A team in terms of how they play, yet they go and do it. And I will offer a PSA for other coaches and, and other programs that don't see Carmel because I, I kind of got wind of this on, on Saturday in terms of, hey, how do we speed these guys up? How do we make them play a different tempo? Newsflash. Nobody's done it in 10 years. You're not going to do it. If you want to beat Carmel, you simply have to beat them at their own game. Lafayette Jeff was a team that scored 79 points a game this past year. They, they nearly won scoring 49. They realized, okay, we've got to find a way to beat them in the half court. 
You're not going to speed them up. Period. End of sentence. The two games they've lost, Cathedral beat them 51-50. Fishers beat them 35-34. That second one does have a bit of an asterisk involved with it because Brian Waddell was injured and did not play in that game. You have to out Carmel Carmel. Simply put, you have to beat them in a half-court game. Baz probably remembers I'm not sure it was the last time Carmel got beat, but we specifically talked about it on on this show last year when Lawrence North beat them 39-37. You've got to be able to beat them in a half-court game. You will not get them into a full-court contest. Before we continue, if you're a student athlete and feel you've been overlooked by universities, Lawrence Technological University has a unique program for you to recruit yourself. Take a listen. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right. Now, there are so many other games that we could get to. Um, If there was a theme of Saturday night, it was that expected favorites won, but won by probably closer margins that people thought they would happen. And they were there were a couple of of large upsets that deserve at least a mention here. One is the fact that three number one Hammond was beaten uh, by South Bend St. Joseph. So while one Johnson brother did not make it out of, of the regional uh, in, in the coach at Homestead, mm-hmm. his brother, who's retiring at South Penn St. Joseph, <laughs> did, did make it to the semi-state round. And now I think has a good chance of making it to the state championship game. And let's acknowledge that the best player on the floor plays for South Bend St. Joe most nights. And J.R. Kinesny that is going to end up just going down the road to play at the University of Notre Dame. The other major upset, again, this team is really good, but Rich Schleske's Park Heritage Wolves, who was in their third year as a school, it is the merger of Rockville and Turkey Run, uh, they thumped Shenandoah 52-33, which was the unquestioned favorite to get back to Blackhawk Christian, whom they took to overtime in the Hall of Fame championship game. Shenandoah has had a fantastic run but through losing to a couple of teams, having the COVID year, never made a state championship with a very talented group because uh, they kind of they kind of reset the deck now at, at, at Shenandoah. A lot of seniors on this team, and, and Dave McCullough is a tremendous coach. He's won over 600 games, but the Shenandoah Raiders do not make it out of the regional in Greenfield. Park Heritage, huge win, won 52-33 on Tuesday night, at least one of the, or I'm sorry, in the championship game on Saturday, at least wanted to mention those two results in particular, because those were two teams that I thought would make the state finals that did not make it out of their regionals over the course of the weekend. For the time we have left, I'm simply going to go site by site. I'm going to ask for Bob's picks and, and then I will make them my own. So Bob, let's go to where you will be and potentially I will be. I'm still kind of TBD on what my location is going to be. I've got it down to one or two uh, for the course of the weekend. Uh, but let's go to the Crawley Center. Cowts and Southwood, 
I know where your heart is. Yeah. You, you, you picking Southwood here again? You know, I, I got to tell you, I, I was just uh, doing some studying uh, last night on counts, and they got good size. As, as everybody knows, they got two sets of twin brothers. But uh, uh, I have to go Southwood. I just think their defense may be able to sneak them in. I'm just sorry. That's what I feel. Cowlitz is a really good team. Um, I, 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 Cowlitz reminds me how Southwood played three years ago mm-hmm. uh, as, as far as putting up just some massive numbers. Going to go with Cowlitz on this one. Okay. Again, I think Southwood ha- has that that competitive success, as you mentioned, other sports and in their recent history. They'll maybe make this game close. People think it will be, but give me Cowlitz uh, to win in that one. Other game is Carmel and Gary Westside. And, folks, this is going to be a tremendous game. Go ahead and use your favorite word, Bob. Go ahead. This is going to be a slobber knocker and a half. I'm I'm just here to tell you. Gary Westside, because of having Jalen Washington, one of the top recruits in the junior class at 6'9", Kamari Peterson, tremendous point guard at 6'1". They've got more size than Nicholson Kidd at 6'9". Christmas goes 6'4", 6'5". They are deep. They are big. They have a victory over Cathedral. Um, I'm not surprised that they are the team that is that is facing Carmel. Again, has Gary Westside played a team like Carmel all year? No, they have not. But Gary Westside can offer as much size as Carmel has seen this year, and they can give them some fits. I'm going to take Carmel, but this is not going to be a blowout. This is not going to be a route. Gary Westside's got more than a fighting chance in this game. Quick thoughts on this one from you, Baz. I'm going to have to I, I go with Carmel. Even though I was looking at the size and the points uh, and how they're distributed at Gary West, very, very athletic. And does this slowdown game or control game, as I like to call it, uh, frustrate a team that really likes to get out and run, get a giggle? I'm going to take Carmel. All right. I'm going to go with Carmel. But, again, Gary West has going to give them a yeah. game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is going to be real fun to watch. Um, all right. So let's go to Elkhart now. 2A, and, and this may be the most highlighted game in the state this weekend. Luke Brown and Blackford, Caleb First, Zane Burke, Davidson, uh, and, and, uh, and Blackhawk Christian. Again, the better team is Blackhawk Christian, but Blackford, Blackford special, and Luke Brown, one of the best players from a stat standpoint in the history of the state of Indiana. Who you got in this one, Bass? Blackhawk, and, and my question, you know, I just think that Black, what Blackhawk's going to do is try to slow Brown down. They know they can't stop him, but they can stop the rest of that program. And I just think uh, Blackhawk wins this one actually big. The thing is, is that Blackford does not have the size to match Caleb first. Nope. And that over the last two or three years of this great run by Blackhawk, first in 1A, now in 2A, that has been the X factor that nobody's had an answer for. Is that is that you know Burke and Davidson are great players at the two A level. Caleb First is a four A level player. Obviously, he's going to play in a Big Ten. Going to play at Purdue, yeah. and it is nearly impossible for a team at the two A level or one A level to have the size to match Caleb First, and that is the case here. Blackhawk Christian is also so talented offensively. Luke Brown could score fifty, and Blackhawk Christian can still win by fifteen, yeah. uh, and so. I'm sure that Burke and Davidson will kind of rotate as to as to who is going to guard Luke Brown. I think Luke will get his. I think Caleb first will get a lot of his too. And so I'll go yeah. black on a Christian. Uh, the other three-day game in Elkhart uh, is going to be South Bend St. Joe against Leo. And Leo had some struggles late in the season uh, against some good competition over the last couple of weeks. 
but kind of found their footing, may have gotten the benefit of a fortuitous call at the end of their regional final. Again, maybe had a somewhat open path in terms of their sectional and regional, but here they are, Leo and South Bend St. Joe, who you got in the 3A game at Elkhart? Mark Johnson. I, yep. I just, I, I, that's yep. what I'm going to go with. I, I really like Mark, know Mark well. Uh, he has done a fabulous job in that city of South Bend coaching teams. No, nothing less here than South Bend St. Joe coming away over Leo because I just believe Leo uh, I can't handle their strength on the inside. J.R. Kinesny is the best player on the floor. And again, there's the unifying factor of knowing you want to get Mark Johnson the state championship game. You want to have him win the state championship game, knowing he is hanging him up at the end of this run. I've got South Bend St. Joe coming out of there as well. Let's go south. Let's go to Seymour. 3A, 4A there. Silver Creek. You know, it, much like playing Carmel, if you're going to play Connersville, you're playing in the 30s and 40s. There's nothing you can do about it. Silver Creek survived and beat Connersville 31-30. Now they will get Garen Catholic, who was back in the semi-state for the first time. Our buddy Pete Smith took him there on the way to the state championship back in 2015. Who you got in this one, Baz? Silver Creek. Uh, yeah. I just think uh, follow them all year. Listening to what you say about them uh, coming out of the South, following them, all their stats. I just like Silver Creek, even though Garen Catholic is playing some pretty good basketball right now. Yeah, Garen Catholic's been good all year. Um, Garen Catholic plays a good schedule. It's no better than the schedule that Silver Creek has played. Garen Catholic's got some talented kids, but nobody like Trey Kaufman-Wren, Cooper Jacoby, or even Hayden Northern. And again, Silver Creek has been there, done that. All three of those kids that I just mentioned played large roles on the team that won that semi-state at Seymour some two years ago and won a state championship two years ago. Silver Creek has probably had closer games than I thought they would have against other good teams like North Harrison, like Heritage Hills that had tremendous individual talent, or like Connersville that guards you like seemingly nobody else does in the state of Indiana. By the way, if Carmel and Connersville were to ever play, Carmel would win that game eight to six. Just throwing that out there for those that they would they would hold it for the entire fourth quarter and win and score the last basket oh. and win that game eight to six. But that's a conversation for a different day. Oh. Um, Silver Creek will win again. I don't think it's going to be a route, but I think Silver Creek will win that game as well. Now let's get to Bloomington South, Lawrence North. Oh. One thousand seven hundred ten combined victories for Jack Kiefer and J.R. Holmes. This is the game we had hoped to see last year in the semi-state when it's one versus two. Bloomington South is not the same team. Lawrence North largely is. Now, they're missing a player that's playing at Iowa uh, from last year's team in Tony Perkins, but they returned virtually everybody else. Uh, Dorian Sanders is the other senior that was a starter on last year's team for LN, but they are much closer to what they were a year ago than Bloomington South is. The fact that Bloomington South has gotten to 25 and four, knowing they returned one player that saw significant playing time last year. This is as good of a coaching job as J.R. Holmes has ever done, ever, period, end of sentence. I think this is where the road ends for them. Mm. But just the fact that they've gotten here and just the fact that J.R. is who he is, not going to be easy for L.N. coming on Saturday. And I take Lawrence North, but I have to agree with you in regards to Bloomington South, where they expected to be and where they're actually at. This is impressive as impressive gets. 
I saw them on December the 8th against Bar Reeve and again, now admittedly two of their current starters and the Taylor kid is a transfer from Edgewood and the Abner kid that they're, that's their starting center uh, were still out. And, and so JR knew like Taylor was coming back for the next game, which was Southport three days later. Uh, and, and then Abner was going to be kind of right around Christmas time uh, that, that he was able to join the team. So he knew that the uh, cavalry was coming, uh, for, you know, for Bloomington South and they would get better. I saw them against Northview, obviously it was a three-year regional finalist, and South, it was a clinic in watching them play Wow! Um, and, and from a jump shooting standpoint. Again, this is the best team they would have played by far mm-hmm. so far in their state tournament run. Um, but but LN is a team because they only want to play seven and because they play you know, so much zone, they've got great wingspan length to, to not just give you easy threes against the zone. Um, this is again by far the best team they have played. But Allen is a team that's not that's not going to get up in your jersey defensively and harass you. In other words, Bloomington South is going to hang around. Allen is also a team that if Bloomington South wants to play a slowdown game, Allen will will kind of say, "Okay, fine, we'll beat you at that game too." Mm-hmm. So expect it to be a close game. But I just don't think that Bloomington South can match the size of Lawrence North. Uh, and that DJ Hughes, I think, is the difference maker in he and Donovan McCauley. Uh, and so Bloomington folks will really like Donovan after the game because he's the future quarterback at Indiana University. They won't like him for about 90 minutes uh, on Saturday <laughs> uh, as, as those two teams get together. North and a closer game, people would think, but I think North is the better team. Now let's go to Washington, 1A, 2A, Bar Reeve and Tinley. Tinley's a good team that's played good competition. Uh, they're not your typical 1A team, but again, Bar Reeve has played Carmel and they've played Blackhawk Christian and they've played Blackford and they've played Castle and Jasper and Bloomington South. So Bar Reeve is battle tested. Plus, it's a virtual home game. They can walk from Bar Reeve to the Hatchet House uh, if if they so choose. I like Bar Reeve in this one. Baz, what about you? I do too. I uh, just. Uh following them throughout the season. This stage is not too big for them. They're used to this stage. And once again, crowd size this week, it may fluctuate a little bit that we get more into the house if they do better for these kids. But I, I think Bar Reeve actually wins going away in this one. And then finally in 2A, and these were probably not the teams that were expected to be there for, for the entire of the year. The thought was, okay, okay. Linda Stockton's going to play Shenandoah as much as they did yeah. two years earlier. <laughs> Uh, in Seymour, and I did the call of that game, and Linton Stockton played virtually a perfect game. Um, I mean, teams don't score in the 70s on Dave McCullough. Linton Stockton did that day. But but this year's Linton Stockton team, while they've got Lincoln Hale, who's going to play at Indiana State, or at least has, has burbled to Indiana State with a coaching change. You never know that might, that might change. Um, they look susceptible throughout the course of the year, and Southridge got them. And Southridge wasn't the favorite to come out of their own sectional, but Southridge has two Division One level talents, but not in, in, in basketball. One of them is if he chose to go that route, but he's not. It's Colson Montgomery. And I doubt that Colson will play a game of collegiate athletics. He's one of the Major League Baseball draft. He is a likely first or second round selection straight out of Southridge High School. Uh I believe, I think it's Cameron Gasser. Maybe it's Cameron or Josh. I've forgotten his first name. Last name I remember. 
He's going to play baseball at the University of Michigan. He is a three-sport athlete. He's their best player on the football team, in part because Colson stopped playing football uh, a couple of years ago. But they've got phenomenal athleticism. They're just guys that they're not talked about as much because their best sports are in basketball. Well, here they are. They're playing in a semi-state. And then this group, they have made the football state finals and won. They made the baseball state finals and lost twice in heartbreaking fashion. Now they have a chance to make it a, a clean sweep and make the basketball state finals too. Um, Park Heritage is in the way. And if anybody can beat Shenandoah by 19, you have my attention. I'm probably still leaning Southridge here, Baz. Who you got? Well, I, I, you know, I'll go against you on this one. I, I think Park Heritage comes in here 26 and three. They've won all year. I understand that uh, Southridge right now is, is playing some great basketball. They found their niche. They're on a roll. But I got to stay with the team that's been consistent. And boy, you got to be consistent coming into this ballgame because it's going to be a different atmosphere. And that's why I'm going to stay with Park Heritage. To give you an idea of Park Heritage, and, and Rich knows he's got a good team this year. They played Lafayette Jeff and got beat by three later in the year. And so, again, maybe maybe these two have not, because it's a little bit of a surprise to some, they've not done kind of the Blackhawk, Bar Reef, Silver Creek thing where they mm. scheduled a great schedule knowing how good they were going to be. Um, a little bit of a surprise for both. Park Heritage has been a top 10 team all year. Southridge has been unranked. Again, this is going to be a really good game. Um, the better basketball team is probably Park Heritage. The better athletes are probably Southridge. Uh, and, and that's going to be an absolute classic, I feel, at the Hatchet House in Washington. Baz, buddy, we are down to two more shows left to go. Anything else for the good of the cause today? No, I'm just excited. What a great week in basketball. Congratulations to all the teams because, as I've said before, who would have thought we were where we're at today, where we were last year at this same time? This year's regional beat the heck out of last year's regional. That's for darn oh. sure uh, about that. All right, so folks, because of the fact that there is a two-week gap because of the NCAA tournament being here uh, from uh, the end of the semi-state to the state finals, we're going to have two separate shows. In fact, I wish I could count, Baz. We have three shows left to go. So here's what we will do. Next week on the show, we'll simply be recapping the seminal. We'll offer in-depth thoughts on all eight games. The next week will be our preview of all four state finals. The week after that, all four state finals broken down for you. We're to that time of the year where we can go in-depth on every matchup because there are 16 teams playing left in the state of Indiana. For Bob Stambazzi, for West Wolf Behind the Scenes, this is Greg Rakestraw. As always, thank you for listening to State Champs Indiana Hang Time, presented by Lawrence Technological University.